everyone. Today is January 13th, 2024, and this is the Duel Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duelings. My name is Green Ranger, and this week we have 7th year anniversary for Duelings. I don't know if it actually came out 7 years ago. It seems like a while, but it did, I guess. So, there's a bunch of free stuff. Two new cards released. Two iconic cards, I would say. Uh, released are for free. This week we have the Tag Duel Tournament. We're going to start off with that, where we have two new cards and uh, a bunch of new partners to play with. Um, going along with the 7th anniversary, we get a new structure deck for Rush Duels called the Ultimate Acebreaker. We'll see if those are any good. And in Back in Speed Duels, the Selection Box Volume 7. I just to match the 7th anniversary shenanigans. Just as a reminder, you can get this podcast anywhere. Get your podcast search, Duelings Podcast, Dual Assessment Podcast, and all of the old episodes are archived on WordPress at dualassessment.wordpress.com. So mostly this week, um, I, I've played a little bit more now um, than I've done in the past. In um, Master Duels, I believe, I, I think I'm Platinum already, so I'm Platinum 4-ish or something. And... Um, Playing the same um, Hunk Hashtira deck. Uh, you, you find some easier scoops in Platinum. People like put it right away sometimes. and uh, But definitely the level of competition has gotten better. Um, in, in Duel Links, going through... I, I've actually recovered a lot of gems from... Uh, the seventh anniversary and also just dueling in general, you get more gems than you think. Like I spent a bunch on um, the last main box, and as such, I've I have like five thousand, six thousand gems now. So it, it wasn't a it, it was a pretty quick recovery, and I could probably buy a little bit of the selection box now. Now that I went over the cards, so that's cool. And uh, haven't really done the other games I do that much this week um yeah it's mostly focusing on the topic at hand so let's go to esports where there is a huge turnaround uh the meta has completely shaken up which is good healthy stuff start i think we're going over rush duels there's not really anything but let's look at speed duels uh duel links grand prix 57 from grand harrier and um, from the top 32, you see the top deck is Constellar at 4, Live Twins at 4, uh, Earth Machines at 3, Tenya at 3. So there's some new contenders here, and they have completely taken over the meta and such. First place, Bash 08, Legend of Heroes Live Twin. So Live Twin just always looks different. Um, this deck has... Uh, the pure life twin deck it's um you know a lot of control cards as expected three copies of life twin kiss a kill three copies of life twin lila two effect veilers that's a tech card that goes along with deep emotion salamangrate sanctuary this is this is something i've incorporated into my deck but i don't really know uh why it's there but i guess it's discard material one econ Econ works well, as well as uh, Cyanide Crosswipe. Two, Live Twin Home. This is for 
Um, you know, you need to discard a card to to summon Kiss Kill Lila. Two secret passwords. That's just a tutor. Two copies of Paleozoic Dynamiscus. This is making its way into the deck. It's pretty good. Two copies of Ice Dragon's Prison. Uh, very good card. I picked it up from Phoenix Blaze. And it's it's a very good card. One copy of Crackdown. So that's limit three of those, uh, those cards. Two Ballista Squad. Similar card to Cyanet Crosswipe. Uh, two Karma Cut. And one Evil Twin Present. Extra deck, we have three Evil Twin Kiss Kill, three Evil Twin Lila, um, Salamangrid Balanx, which uh, can tutor the Sanctuary, and a copy of Nightmare Unicorn, a card I do not have yet. Second place, Berserker, Legend of Heroes, Live Twin. Another Live Twin deck, uh, same monster core, we have Kiss Kill Lila and Effect Valors. Two MSTs in this deck, three copies of Ice Dragon's Prison, also runs Ballista Squad and the Evil Twin Present. Um, the extra deck here does run Ninjursu, the World Chalice Warrior. That's what I do. And uh, there's no Salaman Great package here, uh, notably. Top four, Maestro Kim, Kim Pimpy, I guess. Uh, and this is Lunalite Alleviation Lunalites. Two copies of Lunalite Wolf. Three copies of Lunalite Kalito Chick. Two Lunalite Yellow Martin, three Lunalite Tiger, three Lunalite Black Sheep, one Crimson Fox, one Emerald Bird, one White Rabbit, three copies of Fire Formation Tanky, Polymerization, and Storm. I forget that there's still limits on this deck, so Crimson Fox is limit two, and Emerald Bird is a limit three. Extra deck, we have Lunalite Leo Dancer, Lunalite Saber Dancer, Lunalite Panther Dancer. Lunalite Cat Dancer. There's a lot of dancers here. Uh, Brother of Fire Fist, Tiger King, Abyss Dweller, Evil Swarm Nightmare, and Nightmare Phoenix. And top four, Anti-Christo. No Mortal Can Resist S-Force. Three S-Force, Rappa Chiyomaru. One S-Force, Laplacewell. One S-Force, Platina. Three S-Force, Gravitino. One Edge Razor. One Retroactive. Three Bridgeheads. Uh, Reinforcement of the Army, 3 Book of Moon, S-Force Showdown, Ice Dragon's Prison, 2 Reinforced Truth, 2 S-Force Chase, and S-Force Specimen. So even though the meta has changed, um, those decks did not breach the top 4. In the top 8, we have a Salamangrate deck. We have um, uh, BLS, some old decks. See, top 8, we have Constellar Union, Constellar deck, which consists of Three copies of Zubanesha Mali. Two copies of Caduceus. One Hollux. Three Sombre. Three Sheraton. Three Rasselhug. One's three copies of Lost Wind as well. And a Constellar Star Chart. Constellars do have a benefit of having very few core spells and traps. Just one Constellar Star Chart. And... um. The monsters do all the work. They they special summon each other pretty well. Another top eight Conseller Union uh, deck. Same same build. Uh, there's one in the top sixteen Ryu Zane that runs Iris Rock Sunrise. Interesting. I guess Iris Rock Sunrise uh, works with Winged 
beasts, which they have. They have a beast warrior. Constellar Omega is a beast warrior, I guess. No, that doesn't count. I don't know why Iris Rock Sunrise is there. Uh, Ancient Warriors is in the top 16. Gunkin is in the top 16. Amazement. There's an Amazement deck that's kind of packaged in with in Infernoble Knights and Gear Freeze, like a fire, a Salamandra and Phoenix fire deck. That's pretty cool. In top 16, we also have a level 5 reload Earth Machine deck, Machina deck. Yeah. I'll take a quick look at Rush Tools to see if the... Uh, any new decks here. Um, I guess they've noted a Beast Engine deck. Because... Um, uh, Paku... Haku Chu is, is like a beast engine type card. But nothing I don't see the new um the new Beast Warrior situation here, so Yep. Not much of a update here. So yeah, I'm I'm as I'm I'm kinda confused, but Maybe some of the other um, tournaments have other cards, but tier one we have Constellars at twenty nine point five. Tier two we have Tenya at twenty three point five. So Tenya has fallen off tier one for the first time in quite a bit. New deck Mayakashi at nineteen point five. Tier three Live Twin has fallen off of tier two, ten and a half. S Force at ten. Ubel at eight and a half. Machine is on the list seven and a half. Shadal is on the list seven and a half. Off the list are Red Eyes, Lunar Light, and Trickstar. Rush Duels, no change. Um, the Beast Warriors seem to have not affected the Rush Duel meta yet. If they will. So, um, before we get into the 7th Anniversary Celebration, we have the Tag Duel Tournament. We'll just get that over with, with two new cards. And there's a pretty cool interaction in this um what you get out of the tactile tournament is you get unfamiliar characters put together. And um pool interaction of the tour guide of the underworld and um uh don't know the name, but <laughs> uh they're talking it was very uh, meta stuff, like self aware, fourth wall, whatever you want to call it, talking about dual links where they kinda of make stuff up. Um uh, there was monster talk, kind of like that character is supposed to represent some level one monster, whereas the tour guide's a level three monster. Um, and then talking about like other, you know, Duel Links lore. Duel Links lore is weird. Uh, it's its own lore, as, as we've established with the release of new characters. And uh, there's some Duel Links lore talk. So, I check that out in uh, the cups. I think that's the Vrains Cup that I was in. It's the first round of the Vrains Cup. Uh, yeah. So on to the cards. First card is a speed duel card. Tyrant Farm, Normal Spell, Tribute, and Effect Monster. Special Summon, a non-effect monster. With the same original type and attribute from a graveyard. And you can activate one per turn. As shown in the card, the Giga Plant is a non-effect monster being a Gemini type. Sure. Um... So this is only useful for non-effect monsters. 
Tenyi immediately comes to mind as Tenyi's run normal monsters. They have the Monk of the Tenyi and the Berserker of the Tenyi. With the Monk of the Tenyi is an Earth Worm, which uh, correlates with Tenyi Spirit and Horror, whereas Berserker of Tenyi is a Dark Worm, and that corresponds with Tenyi Spirit Vishuda. So that's one deck that comes to mind. Red Eyes obviously also comes to mind. They're all Dark Dragons. Blue Eyes are all Light Dragons. So a very situational card. Uh, situational being that it's only used in very few decks, but if your deck can't afford to use it, it's possible. It's a good comeback card. Um, normally, you want to do it with your own, you know, synergy and stuff like that. So uh, this card probably won't see much play at all, but it really just fits uh, certain decks. All right, Rush Duels card, Rage of the Beast spell card. Uh, you have to have two or more face of Beast or Beast Warriors. On your field, as shown in the card art, there is a beast and a beast warrior, berserk gorilla and battle ox. Uh, both they're two different cards. The effect is to destroy one spell or trap on your opponent's field. Then you can shuffle a field spell from your graveyard into your deck. I don't know how useful that field spell part is, but uh, this is just simple back row removal, which is good because um, all of the trap cards we have in the game are like battle phase traps. So your monsters being on the field won't be disrupted by the traps, and then you could just knock it out with this card. So this is a good, good, um, good piece for beasts and beast warriors. Beasts have an, a good little engine going on there. So, and uh, we have uh, those new cards released that are beast warriors from the card trader. So, a uh, nice little complement for an underpowered uh, pipe. So that is it for tag duel tournament. It's the seventh anniversary campaign, so uh, pat yourself on the back if you've been through all these seven years. Um, I certainly have, and um, this podcast has been going on a while. So, um, yep, seventh anniversary campaign, and this was a fairly generous one. They gave us a thousand gems, three cards, uh, two of them new cards, and an alternate art. Blue Eyes, White Dragon, I don't really like the art of this one. A skill ticket, character unlock ticket, 7th anniversary sleeves and game mat. They have a uh, a lot of tickets being given out and packs and stuff every day you log in. So there's that. There's free, uh, 10 free packs of Phoenix Blaze, 10 free packs of the Royal Rebels um, Rush set. There is a free structure deck which we'll go over. And then there's also um, 7th Anniversary Special Missions where you could duel 7 times. I think you get 777 gems. And you get various icons. Um, there's also a new duel skill. I guess I should go over that. But let's talk about the cards first. So in Speed Duels, we get Swords of Revealing Light, which is like, if you don't know what that... If you don't know what that card does, then you shouldn't be here. But um, uh, I don't I don't know the whole effect of this card actually. But normal spell after this card's activation, it remains on the field, but you must destroy it during the end phase of your opponent's third turn. When this card is activated, if your opponent controls a face-up monster, flip all those monsters to control face-up. While this is face-up on the field, your opponent's monsters can't attack. So. This is notable anime anime card um, in Yugi versus Panic because Panic 
as all those monsters that so lore wise the, the swords are revealing light kind of like illuminated the field and they could see the monsters they could be attacked but that's the whole part about flipping them face up so i didn't realize that effect happened but uh that's not too consequential um i guess it activates it kind of triggers flip effects of your opponent's monsters but flip effects are a very old mechanic except they're being used in shadal now so i guess that's something to consider but this is mostly a stall card um your opponent can't attack for three turns similar to the card nightmare steel cage um I think Nightmare Steel Cage is like both sides can't attack, but this is just for your opponent, so you can kind of clear your opponent. Uh, this card, uh, given how good it was in the beginning, it's just a stall card now, so it's not going to see any play in competitive formats in Duel Links. Um, just given how much... Um, I mean, this is a normal spell, but it's kind of continuous for three turns. That's one way to think about it. It could get knocked out by any uh, spell removal, any cosmic cyclones, anything like that will end it. So it's not too powerful. Uh, it's like a nightmare steel cage. Um, just a stall card preventing attacks. There's so many forms of removal right now that could just easily get removed. But I did I did face against this in ranked duels, so that was pretty cool. And uh, not it's not a competitive card, but um, it's a stall card. Now in Rush Duels, we get another iconic card, which is Shield and Sword. A spell which the original attack and defense of all face of monsters on the field until the end of the turn. This is definitely more playable, because um, you can flip the board for one turn. And most cards do have less defense than offense, so you can kind of take advantage of some big monster that can get flipped over. So, um, given that Rush Duels is based off minion-based combat... This can fully swing a turn. So if your monsters do have more defense than your opponents, then you could swing a turn and hopefully that can help you win a duel. So I think Shield and Sword has some good potential uh, in Rush Duels currently. Um, so eventually it won't, but I think right now it's a playable card. Now we also get this skill for Swords of Revealing Light called Cards of the Swords of Protection. You can use any of the following effects once per duel. Send a Swords of Revealing Light from your field that has been activated uh, during this turn to the graveyard and draw a card. You can send Swords of Revealing Light from your field to the graveyard before your normal draw. Your normal draw this turn will be one card that you have chosen from your deck. Okay, so this is interesting. It's You activate Swords of Revealing Light and then you can turn it you could throw it away and draw a card, okay? And the other skill is you can send it from the field to the graveyard before your normal draw. And it'll be like Destiny draw. How does that work? This might be a new Destiny draw. The second, the second ability... Could be a new Destiny draw. That's interesting. So this is like... You have to run Swords of Revealing Light. You have to have played it. But then the next turn you can do Destiny draw. And not be down 2,000 life points. I This could be consequential. This Cards of Swords of Protection skill. Alright. 
let's move on to the free structure deck, the ultimate ace breaker. We get a free copy of this deck, but I personally don't think they're that good. Uh, there's six new cards released here, and it kind of brings forth uh, light machines. So it's nice that we get a copy of these cards. Um, you'll probably need to buy through it to play this archetype, but I don't know if it's worth it. But free cards. So the first card is Ultimate Flag Mech Tough Striker, light level 7 machine. 4,500 attack, 1,600 defense, and that is it. An, an invincible fist that can shatter even mountains, yearning for the battle flag to be raised. There is no defeat in the strongest battle. This card reminds me of Elemental Hero Neos. Another level 7, 2,500 vanilla guy. Um, that's it. You needed this card for this archetype, but it's fine. as the most attack of any monster right now. Monsters kind of max out at 2,500. That's why I say that. So, um, that's that. Now, we have a uh, effect version called Ultimate Mech Flag Mech Ace Breaker. This is light level 7 machine. 2,500, 1,600. Send two monsters from your hand to the graveyard and then destroy one face of monster on your opponent's field. This is a very uh, fair ability. A little bit of an overpay. Uh, Rush Duels may not consider this an overpay because you get a lot of cards drawn every turn. So you think one for one is okay. This is a two for one uh, or one for two. No, two for one. So, And then the monster has to be face up too. So it's not the best ability. It's okay. Um, you get unlimited card advantage, so that's, that's fine. Um... And it's limit three though, so yeah, uh, a fine card, not not an amazing card. Got some decent stats. Ultimate Flag Beast Cannon Rhino, light level five machine, sixteen hundred two hundred. Send a light attribute machine type monster from your hand to the graveyard. Choose a face up light attribute machine monster on your field, and this turn it has piercing damage. Then if you have a face up machine normal monster, inflict five hundred damage to your opponent. This card isn't good, but it does a lot. So first off, it's a one tribute, sixteen hundred, two hundred, which is bad. Like that's bad stats. Um, regular monsters come with fifteen hundred now, so this is just just beating a fifteen hundred monster by one hundred. Got bad stats. You have to send a a machine from the hand to the graveyard, and then you give your guy piercing. Okay, that's it's not a good ability, like. Things just just have piercing on their own and not have to be given piercing, I guess. And then you just could also inflict 500 damage. Okay, like it's got three effects, I guess. That's something. Uh, then like it's not that good at the same time. I don't know. It's it's got it's got a lot of abilities slapped on a monster with bad stats. That's uh. You know, it's, it, it probably will see play in this archetype. But again, owing to this archetype not being good, uh, this isn't very good either. Ultimate Flag Beast Aim Eagle. Light level 2 machine, 200, 200. 
If your opponent has a face of level 7 or higher monster on the field, send two face-up light attribute monsters from your field to the graveyard. Effect is special summon a machine monster from your hand face up. It gains 1,000 attack until the end of the turn. Again, this is a sort of a ramp card, but it's not. It's still paying two monsters in the end. Like, two monsters on the board um, to get a monster out. It's going to be your uh, level 7 monster, and then it gains 1,000 attack, which is the good part of this card. So that card will be 3,500. It can hit pretty hard. It could destroy anything on the field. Um, but it's situational. that your opponent has to have a level 7 or higher. So, uh, yeah. Sort of a ramp ability. Monster gains 1,000 attack. We'll take it. Uh, yeah. This is a card you'll need more of, though. Ultimate Flag Beast Avant Wolf Light Level 4 Machine 1500-200. A Gear Beast designed to live as weaponry, and such doggedness awakens the ultimate fighting bravery. Good card. Level 4, 1500. Works for any deck that needs a beater. 1500, every deck seems to need it. The 200 defense sucks, but monsters with 1500 attack will see play regardless of what they are, even if they have zero defense, so that's a little better than that, I guess. And lastly, the Worker Warrior New Recruit Light Level 4 Machine, 1400-600. A newbie drone that continues to update through trial and error. It operates on a fr frantic pace. Another fine card, filler card for the deck. 1400's not the worst. Another Light Machine Monster. So yes, don't do all these cards. They're not that good. Especially the Cannon Rhino. Uh, yeah. I don't think this is competitive archetype, but we get free cards, which is always welcome. And finally, oh, not finally, we'll go over the selection box volume seven, which has four new URs and eight new SRs. Some iconic cards here again. Um, repeat URs, we have warning point here. I think I have three warning points at this point, but uh, Phoenix, I mean, Nightmare Unicorn, I do not have that card, so that's good. Some Railway cards, uh, Cosmo cards, uh, Dark Lord, Borolo Dragon. Yeah, SR repeats Rockets, Cosmos, Dark Lords, Railway, things like that, Crusadia. A lot of repeated cards. But let's get to the new ones, which will get trickled uh, throughout the year. We'll start off with the chase card of the set, which is Forbidden Droplet. Play a spell. Send any number of cards from your hand or field to the graveyard. Choose that many effect monsters your opponent controls until the end of the turn. Their attack is halved. Also, their effects are negated. In response to this card's activation, your opponent cannot activate cards or the effects of cards with the same original type. As the card sent to the graveyard to activate this card. You can only activate one per turn. In Master Duels, this is one of the best uh, quick play cards. So, Power Crypt's here. This is like a voided up Forbidden Chalice. And it's kind of like alluding to that. Because it's, it's in the art here. Chalice uh, Droplet. It, affects the, it negates the effects of multiple monsters. Makes them half attack. 
um, tough, a tough, um, part of this card is like in response to this card's activation, your opponent cannot activate cards or the effects of cards with the same original type as the cards sent to the graveyard. So if you do like a monster spell and trap, then you negate all of that. And if you send monsters, you negate monster effect. So like, it's a tricky card. It can be countered, but you could kind of play around what your opponent has on the board. So remember, like, use it against what your opponent has on the board. So try to throw out those cards. Um, usually you, their opponent can't respond to those cards, so that's good. This is more more often used on your turn where you're going on offense and you're trying to negate the attack the effects of a monster that's like omni negate. So. Um, for example, if you're playing against a Baron de Fleur, which is a monster, you want to toss a monster card here so that you, they can't counter this card. So, a uh, very good card. Um, it doesn't even target, so it's just like those monsters are chosen, so that's really good. Chase card, uh, you could run this in any deck, very good card. Artifact Sanctum. This is a trap card. Special summon an artifact monster from your deck. You can only activate one per turn. You cannot conduct your battle phase the turn you activate this card. If this card in your its owner's possession is destroyed by an opponent's card, you can target a card on the field and destroy it. Here you can start a little package with artifacts. Uh, there's a very powerful card called Artifact Scythe. If you play this during your opponent's turn and special summon Artifact Scythe, your opponent can't special summon monsters for that turn. But we don't have artifact scythe. And we have the other cards, so see what artifacts you have and see if you can play them. This is better played on your opponent's turn, obviously, as um, as you can't conduct your battle phase, so it's like a defensive play against your opponent. And there's an additional ability where if this is destroyed, you can kind of destroy your opponent's card. So, nice little ability. Um, little package card of artifacts here. Armageddon Knight. This is a limit 3. Dark level 4 warrior. 1400-1200. When this card summons, you can send a dark monster from your deck to your graveyard. So this is a... We've seen these cards before in the past. Um, dark, foolish burial. Generic. This is better than Gozuki because... Gozuki can be countered, whereas this card sends it immediately to the graveyard. This is like Samurai Skull, except Samurai Skull. Um, and no, this is like Samurai Skull. So, um, yeah, I don't see why you wouldn't play Samurai Skull over this. Let me just check it out. Oh, Samurai Skull is only for zombies. Okay, I get it. This card's good for any Dark Monster, whereas that's just zombies. Okay, so you can situ situationally play either one depending on the deck. This one will see more run as uh, it's more useful just to get Dark Monsters rather than zombies. So just another Samurai Skull, I guess, for any Dark Archetype, which is a lot. Alright, this card's interesting. Alpha, the Master of Beasts. Earth, level 8, Beast. 3,2500. Cannot be normal summoned or set. Must be special summoned 
from your hand while the total at total attack of all your monks your wait total attack of all monsters your opponent controls is more than that of all monsters you control. You can target any number of beast, beast warrior, or winged beasts you control and return them to the hand. Then return face of monsters your opponent controls to the hand, equal to the number of cards you return to the hand. Also, for the rest of the turn, Alpha cannot attack directly. Interesting card. This card has a lot of stats, but it's not really for attacking. It's kind of like you're setting up your opponent, so you're playing beasts and they have really strong monsters, and then you can just play this and send all those cards back. So you could kind of waste your opponent's cards. This is an ultimate bounce tool and um, a nice card to have. Let's say your opponent has a really big Link monster, a really big XZ's Synchro monster. You could just keep bouncing them with this card. And then you could bounce this card itself too in the end. So um, it's just spawning the beasts, uh, Beast Warrior or Winged Beast to make it. Um, there are some Winged Beast decks like. Um, Raid Raptors or a Lyra Lusk or um, Black Wings that spawn pretty fast. There are level two beasts that work with this as well, so they're always going to have lower attacks. So that's something to consider. This is a nice utility card to have, but it only works for Beast, Beast Warrior, and Wing Beast, so that's something to consider. But very nice card. You can just keep bouncing cards back so your opponent can waste their resources all right srs world legacy world crown this is limit three dark level six machine 2000 2000 you can special summon this card from your hand in defense to a zone a link monster points to you can only special summon world legacy world crown once per turn this way when a monster on the field that was special summoned from the extra deck activates its effect Quick effect, tribute this card, negate the activation. If you do, destroy it. If this is normal summoned or set, if this normal summoned or set card is tributed, you can add a World Legacy Spar Trap from your deck to your hand. Basically, what this does is, um, as long as you have a Link Monster pointing to an unoccupied zone, you can special summon this. And then it has like a negate and destroy effect on a monster effect. So, it's it's kind of like, it attributes itself for Omni Negate against a extra deck card, which is a lot of conditions. Um, this will be power power crept. It's budget negate and destroyer. That's really what it is. Like it's gonna get power crept when better cards come along. But it's a good defensive play on turn one. So there you have it. It works for any linked deck. Very flexible card. Um. I wouldn't run a ton of these in the deck because they could clog the hand. So, But you could get a Link Monster off quick, special summon this, and then kind of have it as protection against your opponent's plays. Shadal Beast, Dark Level 5 Spellcaster, 2200-1700. Flip effect, draw two cards, and then discard one. If this is sent to the graveyard by card effect, you can draw a card. So, Shadals have... Um, this deck disposal this ability, so this could just get sent from the graveyard, you draw a card. That's really sweet. And then the flip effect, draw two, discard one. This is just pluses and pluses. So this is like a plus two. Well, it's plus two if you set it, and then it gets destroyed. 
you'll get a plus one there, and then yeah, it's like no, nah, it's always going to be a plus one because it has to be sent to graveyard by card effect. So it's like you either get flipped or you get sent by card effect. It's rarely be a plus two, but usually a plus one, which in my book is pretty good. It sucks that they're they're locked behind this paywall here, but there's also another Shadal card called Rush Shadal Incarnation. So it's two cards locked behind the paywall. Top card, target a Shadal monster in your graveyard, special summon it face up or face down in defense. You can banish this card and another Shadal card from the graveyard, activate one of these effects. Change one face down monster you control face up, or change a monster you control face down. Pretty good card. Um, Kind of like Call of the Haunted, so you play Call of the Haunted, and then uh, your monster comes back uh, in defense, face up or face down. I would choose to face down because the Shadals have flip effects, and then you can banish this from the graveyard and then do another flip down on your card. Nice for triggering their effects. It's Call of the Haunted with additional, like, uh, like uh, what's it called? Uh, W uh, Meteorite, whatever that card's called, um, or like Desert Sunlight, any of those the cards that flip that flip cards up. So, uh, yeah, it's two cards in one, pretty good. And it sucks that these two are locked behind the paywall. Dizukiru, the Star Destroying Kaiju. This is light level 10 machine, 3300, 2600. Um, I'm not going to read the effect of this, but it's pretty much kaiju effects. You tribute, uh, tribute your opponent's monster and place an attack. If your opponent has a kaiju, you get special summon this card and attack. So this card's a bad kaiju because it's 3300. It's the strongest one, so you're giving your opponent a 3300 attack monster, which is not great. But this is a destroyer of kaiju, so... Basically, you want to give your opponent a weaker one, and then you have this one for yourself. You special summon this one yourself, and then you destroy them. So, this is a kaiju for you, but in a pinch, if you wanted to get rid of your opponent, you can use this as a kaiju and get rid of their card. Hilta, the Fire Charmer, a Blaze. Fire, Spellcaster, Link 2. Uh, two monsters, including a Fire Monster, 1850 attack, Link 2. You can target a Fire Monster in your opponent's graveyard, uh, special summon it to your zone this card points to. If this Link Summon card is destroyed by battle or destroyed by a card effect, while in its owner's monster zone, you can add a Fire Monster of 1500 or less defense uh, from your deck to your hand. Okay, so this is a very situational card, but some of these uh, familiar-possessed Link Monsters can be pretty good. Like, the Earth one is very notable, and the Dark one. This Fire one is not it's because your opponent has to have a fire monster in the graveyard. So, very situational at best, unfortunately. Condemned Dark Lord. Uh, fairy, Dark Fairy, two fairy monsters, 1600 attack link, two. You can tribute summon fairy monsters that require two tributes by banishing two monsters from your graveyard instead of tributing. It's still considered a tribute summon. You can discard one card, take one Dark Lord monster from your deck, and add it to your hand or send it to the graveyard. You can use this effect once per turn. Once per turn during the end phase, gain 500 life points for each fairy on the field. Link Monster for Dark Lords. It facilitates normal summons through banishing stuff from the graveyard, which is nice. And then you can discard cards 
and send stuff to the hand or graveyard. So, powers up the graveyard, which is what Dark Lords do. Very nice card. Um, dare I say, can make them competitive again. I don't know, but they they were a very uh, beaten down archetype. Black Rose Moonlight Dragon Light, level 7 Dragon Synchro. Generic requirements 2400, 1800. If this is special summoned or a level 5 or higher monster special summoned to your opponent's side of the field, target a special summoned monster your opponent controls and return it to the hand. Nice generic level 7 synchro. Bounce a monster when it's summoned or use defensively when your opponent level 5 is summoned. Bounce it back. So Notably, this does not work for XZs and links, so it's limited by that. But it's a nice quick effect. Um, this this looks like Black Rose Dragon, but it's not. So it's different variation, but nice card. Um, I don't think this card will get Powercraft eventually, but it's a nice ability at the moment. Finally, Artifact Moral Attack. Light, level 5, Fairy, 2100, 1400. You can set this card uh, from your hand to your spell or trap zone as a spell. During your opponent's turn, if this is destroyed and sent to the graveyard, special summon it. If this is special summoned during your opponent's turn, destroy a face-up card your opponent controls. So here you see the package with Artifact Sanctum. You can special summon this uh, moral attack and then pop your opponent. That's it. Um, you can set it. And we're let it get popped or get uh, Artifact Sanctum, set up level 5 XZs. But this is mostly to get pop to pop your opponent with Artifact Sanctum. That's really it. This is a very nice selection box, and I will probably buy some of some of the gems I got. <laughs> All right, so the last card we get is from Tour Guide Bingo from last week. And it's a Dark Red Enchanter. Dark level 6 Spellcaster, 1700-2200. If this is a normal summon, place two spell counters on it. Each time a spell card is activated, place a spell counter on this card when that spell resolves. Gains 300 attack for each spell counter. Once per turn, you can remove two spell counters, discard one random card from your opponent's hand. So this card can hold unlimited counters, which is nice. I'll start off with two, so it'll be 2300 attack and 2200 defense, which is fine for a uh, one tribute. Gains more and more attack with every spell it activates. So, Endymion support comes out. You can load this up with counters. You could play Pendulums and have more counters. Uh, underutilized archetype in general. That play style of counters, underutilized. And not very good. But, you can have some fun with this card. And that's, that's why we're here. Oh shoot, this is not a new card. They they the dueling straight up lied. They said this was a new card, but then it's uh Yugi Moto level thirty five. Bingo missions duelings mission research and acquirable tickets. Okay, scratch that. Dark red enchanter is not a new card, but I've gone over it twice. That is it. <laughs> we're ending we're ending this anniversary episode on a card that's been discussed before. Upcoming news uh Mimi uh, Mimi turns new Card, Shining City Lights, and Fashion of Faith. Late January, Dual Quest, obtaining new Legendary Duelist. Alito gets sent to the gate, and Dual Mission Research. So that is it. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.